What's up everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. Guys, I am ecstatic. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this episode. Uh, I've been uh, busy for so long on this project that I've been talking about on and off for the past couple months. And I'm sure probably a lot of you all are thinking, what on earth is he doing? Like, how hard and how long can it take for a baseball card to be made or whatever? Maybe he's doing a rainbow or something. I don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy. The title of this, uh, if I remember to put it, is, uh, is going to be something along the lines of, you've never seen a baseball card like this ever before. And uh, I think it lives up to that title. I uh, launched it last night, uh, or yesterday afternoon, I guess. So, by the way, uh, it is documented to the nines on YouTube as well as my website. So you have uh, the option of going to youtube.com forward slash tan man baseball fan. Please check it out guys. Like it's probably the best way to immerse yourself fully into it is watching the video. It's a long one so get some popcorn and grab a drink and stuff and you know sit down and <laughs> and enjoy it. But it's 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 long and uh, but it's bam 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 one thing after the other. The other way is going to uh, tanmanbaseballfan.com and my website, the in the blog section, it should be the latest one. It's called, again, You've Never Seen a Baseball Card Like This Before. Um, there I've documented uh, in text and pictures, I think probably 140 pictures, by the way. Uh, and let me tell you about the YouTube video. <laughs> I didn't know how long this thing was going to be. Um, I was thinking it might be uh, 10, 15 minutes. I wasn't sure. Uh, it ended up being 45 minutes. And so I'm actually looking at the stats on YouTube right now. I think the average watch time is six and a half minutes. And, uh, but I guarantee you, if you just uh, stick on it and keep watching, uh, well, I can't guarantee you'll be entertained, but I hope you will be at least. Anyways, and that's a big ask in today's day and age, right? Because I'm competing with, uh, you know, Ozark, with Spider-Man, with all these other amazing, uh, you know, pieces of cinema out there that if you're gonna sit down and if you're really gonna kind of dive into something, why not have something to watch that, you know, you, that somebody has uh, taken millions and millions and millions of dollars to produce. Uh, so, you know, unfortunately, I don't have any of that. There's no crew, no anything. It's just me and my art piece, this project that I've been talking about. And uh, so with that said, I guess the one thing that I do have that those don't is that it's got heavy baseball card content. So there you go. Maybe that'll be a clincher for some people out there. Now, the reason for this podcast episode in me talking about it is to give you all a little bit more uh, inside baseball, something that I felt like would be uh, much more achievable if I could just talk it out with you instead of, you know, kind of put it on video or write it out because it would take like, it would take forever. That all, like even posting this thing took forever. So uh, with all of that said, all of that out of the way, and by the way, I know that probably I've had some episodes in the past few months that have been kind of dry. I've, 
I'll be honest with you, like I've, I've tried really hard to keep this under wraps and I kept it a secret for um, forever <laughs> until I actually launched it. And nobody outside my family knew that I was doing this. Uh, and uh, because of that, the inspiration well kind of ran dry from anywhere else that was wanting to talk about things on, you know, on the podcast. So I apologize if uh, some episodes were kind of dry in the past few months. Um, I guarantee you that uh, that uh, it's all because of this. It's all because of this project. And you guys, I am oh, so deliriously happy. Uh, I've had people uh, reach out to me and tell me that this just knocked their socks off. It's the greatest piece of memorabilia that they've ever seen their whole life. It's the coolest thing ever, this, that, and the other. Like, I am so happy with the feedback. I want your feedback on this too. And I want this to be entertaining for you. So, uh, like I said, the video is at youtube.com forward slash Tamman Baseball Fan. Uh, the article with all kinds of pictures is at TamanBaseballFan.com forward slash blog. Uh, and now you get to hear me drone on for quite a bit about the project and <laughs> the uh, behind the scenes. And let me tell you from start to finish. So to start off with, it was actually uh, February 18th. I know that it was February 18th because uh, I remember looking at these, uh, at the date of the first time I saved a Photoshop file uh, for this project. The whole reason for me cracking open Photoshop, and by the way, this is just on the heels of me creating that bullet card of uh, uh, for Conseco or the Conseco bullet card. And so, uh, which by the way, that was super fun. That was really a lot of fun. But then after that, it's like, okay, what do I do next? What do I do for me, for my collection and my collection alone? And I remember getting, uh, picking up a third buyback of Allen and Ginter. It was the mini. It was signed as one of one. Jose has had exactly three Allen Ginter mini buyback one of ones uh, come to market so far. Not going to be the last ones uh, for sure. I mean, Tops is going to bring them out, you know, every so often now from here on out. That's what they do. Uh, but as for now, I own the only three ones that have, that have shown their face. And I would imagine there's probably a 2014 version of it uh, hiding in a pack somewhere, but. There's no checklist, so as far as we know, these are the only ones that exist. Kind of neat, right? I mean, when it comes to buybacks, I have lost a lot of uh, love for them just because they've been uh, paraded out so often, year after year after year. One of ones of the same card have been paraded out as well. And, you know, eh. So I don't really uh, get too terribly excited about these cards, about these buybacks, but the minis, they there's something special like they just aesthetically they do it for me like they're they're tinier that the autograph just fills in nicely the stamp the serial number and it's kind of funny to say this but if i'm being honest the mini buyback one of ones give me that kind of same feeling for alan ginner at least uh that same kind of feeling that i had uh of the level of excitement that i did when I saw the first buyback that Topps did back in 2015 when they had their, when they first rolled out the archive signature series, that is. They did buybacks in the past or whatever, but 2015 is when they really started. So they've been going strong with this uh, brand for about seven years now. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like they're, they're, they're special in the sense that they're different. 
You know, they're not just a base card. Uh, and aesthetically, like I said, they really do it for me. Now, the one thing that does not do it for me is the holders. And so whether they're regular size cards or minis, I just don't really like the holders that they come in. But I especially loathe them when they come in, uh, when the minis come in the regular size holders. They're cockeyed, they're, you know, off to the side, they're, they're up high, they're down. Makes it virtually impossible to get them centered and look real nice. So I started thinking, okay, I've got the only three copies, the only three one of ones of these on again remaining buybacks. Uh, and these are probably not going to be box dwellers. At least one of them won't, you know. Uh, but I can't have something that's like just sitting out there. It looks kind of weird, very disheveled, if you will. So I decided that I was going to go ahead and bust them out. So I took all three of them. I took them out of their holders. Uh, and if I'm being honest, I think I uh, probably took them out as soon as I got each one of them. But um, And by the way, that's another fun thing. If I remember correctly, I think I picked up the first two pretty quickly and the third one came to market and I think it took several months until I was actually able to get it, if I remember uh, correctly. A lot has happened between now and then, so I don't remember all of the details, but I think that's what happened. So anyways, I had these three minis that were just like uh, holderless at this point. I go, huh, what should I do? I started thinking maybe I'll design and build my own holders. Alan Ginter has like their own framed uh, cards. I could do that. I, I did that with an Alan Ginter, uh, Jose Canseco's only uh, Superfractor Alan and Ginter Mini. Uh, you know, I just did that recently. I did a video of it uh, back in January, February. It came out awesome. You know, it looks great. It's on my shelf right now and I love showing it. Uh, but I started thinking, what if I did something like grander on a grander scale? And so uh, I opened up Photoshop. Again, we're talking February 18th, you know, and uh, I start playing around with some things. I go, oh, okay, this is kind of neat. And so I start playing with some uh, titles because I like naming the cards sometimes. Uh, and like I, I did a triple booklet style Canseco card years ago and I called it Blackout and I did the gave it its own logo and all that. You know, I, I don't know why, I just think it's kind of fun, fun to be able to do. And uh, plus it helps my brain kind of, you know, stretch and, you know, different ways and everything. So not just the creative side, but the uh, technical side putting together, the analytical side of like, you know, hey, what logo looks good with this? How should we display it? And what about a meaning behind it? And that sort of thing. So anyways, uh, I stay up late that night and I just start cranking out some things. And I go, huh, this is kind of cool. What if I did like a, uh, uh, you know, 19th century circus theme kind of card, kind of design. So I work it up and I go, this is pretty cool. So I, uh, you know, I, I end up uh, uh, designing the six by nine piece. I'm like, okay, yeah, I like this. Not sure I've actually nailed it yet, but you know, I think I'm gonna, you know, kind of put a pin in this for now. So I go back to my computer the next day and I start looking and start messing around. I go, you know, I think I could do this better. So I start working with more like of a Victorian uh, era feel. So I start doing that and I go, man, I like this a lot better. And I print it out, I print out proofs for both of them just for me to look at. And by the way, I rely heavily on Holly and Atticus on their responses, which oftentimes, unfortunately, they are opposites 
uh, and so it doesn't really help me uh, sway me one way or the other. But, uh, but anyway, so I look at the two and I go, you know, I like the Victorian style better. And I show Holly, I'm kind of excited. I'm like, hey, hey, babe, take a look at this. And she's like, eh, I don't know if I like this. I like the, I think I like the circus thing better. And I was like, what? No, 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 no way. Uh, she's like, yeah, I think it's kind of, kind of busy. And also I was like, oh man, I get that it's not like a simple design, but man, I love the busyness on this one, you know? And so <laughs> that's what I told her. I said, okay, uh, I guess uh, as the designer, I'm going to just kind of go with my gut and I'm going to stick with this one. So I did. And uh, I created something that was pretty darn cool, I think. You know, it's a, it's a six by nine that holds every single, like all three of these uh, mini buybacks. And I go, man, this looks really cool on my shelf. And I started thinking about this. Uh, it's like, you know, it'd be kind of cool also. Because I, I was looking around my office and I have like a lot of these uh, big transformers that are displayed all over the, the place, right? And I think that uh, I'm probably the odd one out when it comes to being a transformer collector. I don't transform them. I don't play with them. I just display them. But for me, for some reason, there's something intriguing to me of having a big robot <laughs> on my shelf that I know can do like really freaking cool things. And uh, I'll give you an example. There's a, uh, uh, a big transformer that's called uh, Fortress Maximus. And I have that uh, on the left side of my, of my desk. And I didn't even really realize that it did this until uh, recently, but I took it down. It's like about, Oh, I want to say like 21 inches, 22, 23 inches tall. So it's a, it's a big sucker. It's a really big, it's a really big hefty uh, transformer. So I, uh, I popped off his, uh, uh, his head and I found something interesting that I thought was really cool. I found out that uh, his head uh, can be transformed into an entirely different robot by itself. And I go, huh? That thing was just sitting there this whole time and I didn't know it. And I was just so enamored uh, and intrigued by this thought. Like, it's interactive, it's cool. And on top of that, like, when you transform the head of Fort Max into a robot, the robot that it's transformed into, its head can be transformed into a little robot also. I mean, <laughs> it's like those uh, Russian nesting dolls, but it's like so cool. Like, I just... By the way, y'all, like, I think Transformers are, like, the most ingenious things ever. Like, I just, I just do. I think they're super, super, super cool. Uh, Holly doesn't for some reason. She thinks that these massive Transformers are, are huge and uh, just way too big. And my mom thinks that they're of the devil or something. So, <laughs> so I might be the only one. Uh, yeah, it's not true, actually. Atticus loves them and Beckett loves them, too. But... Uh, but at least the, the woman folk in my family, they don't like them too much, but I love them. I think they're awesome. And, uh, so anyways, I started thinking about this, like in terms of baseball cards, as I got into transformers, I had people start saying, Hey, you're going to make a Jose Canseco transformer. It's like, okay, haha. But like, how would I ever do that? You know, I have no desire to, no desire to do that whatsoever. Like, nor would I know how, but then I started thinking, well, wait a second here. What if... Uh, we had, what if we made, uh, this card or this display piece? It's not really a card cause it's so big. It's like a, 
cabinet size or you know voxel or whatever uh, what if we gave a little bit of uh, interactivity to it so I started thinking and a lot of times when I'm thinking uh, it's you know to be honest with you I'm I'm you know in bed at night about to go to sleep and I started thinking about this I'm thinking what if what if I actually made sliding doors on this to where you can slide the door open on these three compartments and reveal uh, the Allen and Ginter mini cards uh, and slide them closed. Uh, closed anytime you want also, just for fun, just for a little touch of, you know, being able to have some sort of interaction with it. Because, you know, I, I just, I love looking at baseball cards. I love sorting them and displaying them, but you know, you don't really have too many options beyond that, right? Like you can't really do a whole lot with them. And so I felt like adding these sliding doors would kind of uh, cross that threshold that is rarely, uh, rarely breached. I think Pacific has done things like that back in the 90s, and uh, but not much, you know, it's, it's few and far between. You don't see it all that often, especially not with the newer cards. Uh, the way that we are impressed and wowed nowadays with cards is because they have, uh, you know, the almighty serial number one of one or an eye-popping memorabilia piece uh, that's in there, but nothing really interactive. And so I uh, started thinking, you know, this is really kind of cool. But the thing is, is I've never done anything like this before. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. I'm the least handy person you know, ever. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how to do this stuff. So I said, but you know what? This is a project that I am committed to. I love doing this sort of thing. I'm going to figure it out. And so this really stretched me, guys. Like, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. And so I started just designing uh, the internals of this thing. Like, okay, so it needs to hold the card in place. Uh, but should there be a tray that I design and build where the card goes back and forth? Or should I have a door that goes back and forth? Should it open and shut like an advent calendar or should it slide inside? And so ultimately I decided that the cards were going to stay in place, but they were going to have doors, sliding doors that slide inside the card. And so that came with a tremendous amount of uh, difficulty and I had to test a whole lot because again I'm working with cardstock and so if I want something thicker it's basically cardstock that's glued to cardstock <laughs> you know so there's a lot of uh, a lot of work to be done in this so a lot of trial and error um, my gosh y'all like if y'all could see the trash bags of uh, cardstock and paper and uh, glue uh, cans and everything like that have come from my office uh, for uh, you know over the past few months like you'd be astounded like <laughs> it, it took a lot a lot 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 of tests but you know that's how it goes when you when you're working on something it's a labor of love like this and uh, it's not for anybody else just for you just for your enjoyment you know, you do things until you get it the way you want it to. So that's what I did, and I finally figured it out. Oh my gosh. And let me tell you, like, there are some days where I straight up was, like, bummed uh, at the end of the day. And Holly would say, hey, babe, what's wrong? I go, I don't know. I'm just kind of bummed out. And I go, you know what? 
I think I know what it is. This project I'm working on for myself, by the way, so it's of no consequence, uh, didn't go the way I wanted it to. And she's like, oh, that's weird. I was like, yeah, I know, right? I don't know why it's bumming me out. But I think part of it is because like, you know, you kind of get the feeling like you're a failure if it doesn't work out, uh, even though you're giving it your all. And more often than not, what I found is if I'm working on something uh, like for a full day or two days or whatever, and uh and it doesn't work out i find that like that very next day like with if i put a fresh pair of eyes on it like it works out and it is the greatest feeling ever because you are literally uh wrestling with a task that is something that nobody's really done before and you know yeah you have like all these other uh production companies that do this in mass I'm sure you know but like this is a a one-off one-of-a-kind thing never been done before in this realm uh and it's just me with uh you know some blades and scissors and tape and glue and cardstock you know I mean <laughs> that's really it. oh and a printer you know photoshop so so I'm doing this with you know very few tools and whenever I attained this and I, I figure out how to do it. I go, man, this is like the greatest feeling ever. I wrestled with it. It beat the crap out of me and I came back and I, uh, and I figured it out. And so as I was doing this and I like, I got to tell y'all like just how elated I was. I had this like working prototype and I'm like just, uh, so excited. Like these doors are going back and forth. I'm sliding them open and shut. I'm like, yay, you know, they're not, colliding into each other they're not falling out they're not uh messing up anything <laughs> you know slide open and close open and close open and close a million times over and it was just it was great it's a great feeling and so i started thinking about like well what about the back you know or, or what about the fronts of these doors so i start doing some artwork on the doors themselves and that works out pretty good and i started thinking you know like even the the most minute of details like, what do you want each door to say? I started thinking, okay, well, let's put a one, a two, and a three on these three doors. And maybe have something that says slide to reveal what uh, secret is within or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, but uh, that was fun. And, and it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny because uh, you probably, I don't know if I'm the only one that deals with this. But as an artist, I would think... You know, this, this is what happens for me anyways. I look at something and I could obsess over uh, placement, colors, shapes, everything, designs, like the most minutest of details for hours upon hours upon hours. And it is so taxing on your psyche because what happens, like as an adult, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, providing for my family like I'm the sole provider I'm the I'm the breadwinner in, in the family and uh, I am used to producing things uh, whether it's websites or selling things or cards or custom art pieces or whatever uh, you know I'm in production mode well when it comes to being putting on the artist hat you have to be patient you can't say okay I'm going to give myself an hour to figure out this design that's not how it works you know, like you can, you can say an hour uh, for a design all you want, but it might take nine hours 
you know, to get it the way you want it to, you know, like that's just uh, you never know. And so that's kind of a lot of where the time went for sure. But, uh, you know, so that's kind of the next thing that I did is I actually uh, flipped the card around. I said, you know, I don't want this to be a card that's like really cool on the front, but nothing on the back. And so I start designing uh, some elements on the back and I, I came up with like, I think a really cool design. Like it's probably my most favorite back I've ever uh, seen before uh, when it comes to cards where I kind of marry uh, Victorian era design with steampunk design. I'm in love with both of those worlds. And so you have like nature, like these palm fronds. I, I love palm trees, by the way, uh, and gears. And so the, the Victorian era uh, section of design is more matte, whereas uh, the gears and everything are holographic. And around the center, the centerpiece, it says one of one of one of one of one, uh, perpetually in a circle. And there's a reason for that. And we're going to get to that here as well. And so I end up designing this thing and, and producing. I go, wow, I love the front and I love the back. And so I start thinking, man, what else can I do with this thing? And so I start thinking about it and I couldn't get this out of my head. I started thinking, what if uh, I could hide something inside this card? And <laughs> I start going like nuts thinking about this. Like, dude, I could probably uh, hide inside a little mini card. Like I've done, uh, and I thought this is kind of, kind of a fun piece, but I did a, uh, I took an Alan Ginter frame and I pulled the card out of it and I created my own Conseco mini, uh, put a mustache on him and had Jose sign it in red ink and, and had him, uh, write out one of one. So, and I put that in, I really liked the design of it. I started thinking, man, I could probably hide that in the middle of this card. And I started thinking like, but how would I, how would I get it out? You know, like, ah, and that's probably too far-fetched. I'm not going to be able to do anything like that. Nah, I'll just forget it, Tanner. Just forget it. And so I start thinking about it even more. And I go, huh. I've got time. Like, there's no time set, you know, time end to this. Like, let me just think about it. So I start thinking about it a while. And I start thinking, do you like a booklet maybe? That'd be kind of cool. And then it's like, nah. I don't know if I want to do a booklet. Nah, it's gotta be another way. And then so, uh, so I go, I, you know, kind of put that on, uh, you know, kind of on the back burner. And I started thinking about the front part of the design. I go, you know, it'd be kind of cool is if I could actually have some sort of a pull tab. Uh, so what I did was I actually hollowed out the upper right hand corner of uh, this card. And I worked really hard on installing a pull tab that actually, that when you pull it out, it actually will come, uh, will open up uh, and pull out like three Allen & Ginter minis. And I started thinking, well, that's really neat. What about, what if I use base versions of the mini buybacks I have? That'd be kind of cool. And so, uh, but even before that, I actually worked on doing like holographic palm fronds just as a little design piece to go beyond the, the, you know, conventional rectangular design of a card. And I really liked that approach. 
And before I even thought about doing this like hideaway pole tab, I started thinking, what if you just like put them there? Like have them, have the, these cards hanging out on the, you know, in the upper right of this, of this card. And, uh, and it's just kind of part of it, you know, the, whether it's a palm frond or like, you know, three cards or whatever. And then I started thinking, wait, what if we hide these and in the middle of this card? And I started thinking, well, is this going to interfere with uh, the sliding door internals that I have? I, I didn't really know. But I figured there's got to be a way to, to figure this out here. Like, let's, <laughs> let's do this. So I started, I started working on it and I got a prototype. And again, I, failure after failure after failure, just so almost demoralizing you know like <laughs> you're trying these things that have never that have never been done before and you start thinking there's a reason why they've never been done before you know like it's just you know impossible so uh but i keep trying and i go oh my gosh and i remember just like the sliding doors i tried it and one day it just worked like i tried securing things differently and it worked so i'm like deliriously happy laughing giddily if that if giddily is a word uh and pulling it uh up and down up and down up and down like these cards coming in and out of the card i go oh my gosh i did it i can't believe it this is awesome there's so many like uh celebration milestones <laughs> in this project guys like it's really really such a neat deal uh to be able to experience uh and kind of kind of a weird deal but i think it probably built my character quite a bit up as well Sounds kind of weird in this uh, in this kind of project, but you know, it is what it is. So I got that figure out. I started thinking, well, okay, if I can do that, maybe I can hide a card in the middle. I've got the card to hide. How do I open this dang thing up uh, to where it can be closed again? And I started thinking my only option is really a booklet, you know, a booklet format. And uh, so I remember I was uh, walking out of my office. I looked down and I see my metal file cabinet and i had this like real estate uh advertisement that was kind of plastered on the side of it it was a magnet and as i was walking out i stopped and i took a few steps back and i looked down at this magnet i go huh i pull it off of the uh the metal file cabinet and i just uh feel it I go okay well it's kind of bends and everything I said I put it back on the file cabinet and take it off and put it on I go I wonder start thinking I go I wonder if there's a, a type of magnet that I can align these internal frames with so where they will stick to each other and I can pull apart whenever I want and put them back together without damaging anything so I ended up doing a boatload of research to figure out what to get and I order all kinds of different types and lo and behold, it worked. I go, oh my gosh, I have a super cool way to do something with cards that's never been done before and I can hide something inside this because let me tell you something about cards, by the way. I love hidden things. I love secret compartments. I love like if you go to like, you know, any fancy house that's got like a hidden room it's the coolest ever. Like, <laughs> you know, it's the coolest thing ever. I love things that transform into other things. I love secret compartments and trap doors and false walls and all that. So uh, I was all on board for, you know, for doing this. But the one thing that I was kind of, you know, found myself saying, man, I wish uh, 
uh, I wish this went a little differently is, uh, is I wish that the, the hidden card was going to be like my own, like complete design. And so I started thinking about that a little more. And so I go, huh, you know, Jose is assigned with nine teams. What if I created a nine card set of minis, my own design, everything like my own flair and all this, right? What if I hid the entire set inside this card? Again, I'm thinking, ah, I don't know if I could do this. Like there's, you know, it's like we're running out of space in the middle of this thing. Like we've got the internals for uh, the pull tab and for the sliding doors. And, you know, like, I don't know if we could fit this thing. So I started thinking about it even more. I go, well, wait a second. Uh, if I can't stuff it in this, why don't I build the card up? And make it thicker like i can add theoretically as many of these magnetic slices as i wanted and so i go okay so i did that and uh so well this is clearly going to be a much bigger job because now when i thought i was done i'm actually uh i actually find myself designing and working on my entire uh, uh brand new type of complete set of uh mini cards <laughs> and so I go, okay, well, this is pretty new. This is pretty neat. I'll go ahead and uh, keep going with this. And I was enamored by the idea. And uh, I wrestled with it for a few days and I came up with designs that were terrible. I printed out some prototypes that I was like happy with on screen. But when they came out, I go, eh. Some that I actually printed out, they thought were pretty cool. And then I woke up the next day and saw them again and go, wow, this is trash. You know, <laughs> that happened quite a bit as well. And uh, so, you know, I just, uh, uh, I wrestled with it. I wrestled with it a tremendous amount, many, many, many uh, times over and over and over again until I figured out the, the design that I wanted. And I started thinking, you know, I can name this. I'm gonna name this the secret bonus mini set because it is a, uh, a bonus mini set that somebody, if they got this card, and again, remember, this wasn't for anybody else, this is just for me. It's just kind of like a little fun fantasy kind of card or whatever. Uh, you know, imagine the delight and excitement that somebody would have if they got this really neat display piece that was already interactive with the pull tab and this, that, and the other. Imagine if, if they found out that they could open up this thing and an entire set of minis of their favorite player was inside. Oh man, you know, I just, I can get it out of my head. So figured it out. I got it working and then more inspiration hit. <laughs> I go, okay. And I started thinking about this. Like I remember I was, I was laying on the couch and I think Beckett was watching a, uh, you know, kids show or something. I go, yeah, well, I will, uh, uh, during this project, by the way, like I put a lot of brain power into this y'all. Like I really was thinking about this a lot. And uh, sometimes I get consumed with these projects and uh, I, I just have so much fun with them. I could just, uh, I get super excited to see what I can do. And uh, so I started thinking, man, that mini set is pretty cool. Uh, I know somebody who has player worn patch material of every single team that Jose is signed with. That person is me, of course, because I was at his house to have him wear these jerseys back in 2015. Uh, he wore them for me in his backyard and I've got pictures and everything. And 
uh, it was for uh, just for times like this exactly times like this that I wanted to do things like this so I started thinking what if I did did a card uh, that incorporated patch material for all nine teams on like a jumbo that was hiding in it as well so I thinking man that's nuts you've got the 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 pull tab the internals of the sliding doors and an entire mini set like how can I fit in a jumbo card that's nuts that's not gonna work I that's a stupid idea Tanner don't do it just you know say you know hold hold your breath don't don't hold your breath on this you know save your time uh, don't do anything like this that's insane and I just couldn't get it out of my head <laughs> and so instead of going simpler instead of compromising and saying okay well maybe I'll just do a smaller card or something I decided to go bigger started thinking you know what if I made this card thicker not only could it accommodate a jumbo with nine patches it could accommodate a super jumbo three panel booklet with all nine patches with jumbo patches and so uh, I get to the point where I am super excited about this idea like I cannot get it out of my head and I don't even know if it's gonna work out but I crack open Photoshop and I remember I was actually on a walk at night like I am now uh, thinking about the design I have it all laid out in my head. I said, okay, when I get back, I'm going to get to my computer. I'm going to start designing. And so I started designing this thing for a couple hours. And I am so tired, y'all. Like <laughs> that night that I, that I came up with the design, I was so tired. And I go, man, okay, I'm going to go to bed. But before I do that, I'm going to actually uh, print one of these out just as a prototype, as a proof to see uh if i like it and everything because this thing looks awesome on screen i printed it out and i am excited like it's one of those rare times where you have this idea in your head you realize it in photoshop and it looks awesome i print it out and i hate it <laughs> i absolutely hate this thing i'm like oh i'm so frustrated and so I go to bed and, and so when I wake up the next day, I start working on it some more and I do a few tweaks and I go, ha, huh, I had an aha moment. Like I do many times when I'm designing things. I go, what if I do this, this, and this? And I ended up coming, with the, coming up with the design. I go, okay, I like this. I really, really, really like this. I print it out, print out proof of one of the panels. I go, oh my gosh, this is it. And then I start thinking, hey, what if behind every picture I do some holographic foil that's the color that represents the team and what if I outline the patch and so I started thinking about it and I do it and I go oh my gosh and this thing like starts getting cooler and cooler and cooler and I go oh man I'm just in love with this thing and so it kind of this portion of it is reminiscent a little bit of the Wade Boggs booklet that I did in January so if you remember that one if you haven't seen it check it out it's on my YouTube channel as well it's what I call a triple double booklet um, where it opens up into three panels but then each of the three panels additionally open up even further uh, so you have six panels basically that you're looking at and uh, it was a technical nightmare it 
uh, it really caused me to really, really think through some stuff that I've never thought of before. Uh, and, you know, also it's never been done before. It's just like, that's another thing. It's uncharted territory. Nobody's done this stuff. And so this triple booklet, I'm thinking, not only do I have to design and, and produce this thing that's like huge. I mean, we're talking like, I think it's uh, eight and a half by uh, each panel is eight and a half by five and a half inches. And we're talking a, about a piece that's over two feet long. Uh, so I have to really kind of put my head uh, to this and start thinking, how do I uh, figure out how to really, really, really like uh, get the mechanics of this thing to work? Like the design, yeah, sure. I could do each panel, but what about, you know, not just like making sure it folds nicely and unfolds, but also uh, can fit inside of uh, this piece, which by the way, I don't think I told you about the project name. It's called the mystery cabinet. Uh, I came up with that later as well because it was kind of like an idea that just evolved uh, you know, along with the project itself. Uh, so anyways, I start uh, bringing out and I go, you know, this is, this is something I'm like just in love with. And <laughs> I ended up doing it and I remember uh, finishing up the booklet and putting it inside the mystery cabinet going please fit please close please fit please fit please fit and they snapped together and it worked and i go oh my gosh i can't believe it i cannot believe it i just have this massive uh over two foot long booklet that i am hiding inside of a uh basically a jumbo card and and it looks awesome you know i'm like so super thrilled about the whole thing and uh, really excited about it and so uh anyway i am um, uh, i started thinking well i mean what's next you know like what what else can i do well the the next thing of course is the the front and so i start doing some things with front uh the front that i've not done before with uh, holographic foil embossing and uh and overlays and all that and oh my gosh the front looks like it's actual like holographic metal or something like it's got depth it's got you know it's just it's highly polished looking and i start thinking you know the back of this booklet it can't just be left to be nothing i've got to do something really cool with this and i remember uh back in the mid 2000s when it came to game used cards they would have a picture of uh the memorabilia that the pieces were cut from you know enclosed in this card is a piece of jersey cut from this jersey that you actually see in the in the picture and of course they don't do anything like that nowadays guys like they're they're so generic with their uh with their verbiage that you know people are questioning if these things are game used and or whatever so uh what i decided to do is i decided to take it several notches further and actually place pictures of Jose wearing each and every jersey on the back. So that way, when you open up this booklet and you see a massive honking A's patch, you can literally flip to the back of the booklet and see the jersey that, uh, as Jose was wearing it, uh, where that patch came from. Same for the Rangers, uh, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, Devil Rays, Yankees, White Sox, Angels, and Expos, all nine, all nine of them. I go, man, 
okay, so this is like obviously a project that has kind of taken life of its own. And I start thinking, you know, this is really cool. I feel like there's something missing. And so just like that, from the time that I thought I was done, I'm back at the drawing board again with another idea. I start thinking, what if uh, I hide, uh, not, in, well, let me even say before this, what if I do something uh, different with the mini set? What if I have a black parallel? I love the Alan Ginter mini black parallels. And then I started thinking also, well, if I'm doing that, I like the red parallels also. What if I do a red parallel? Love the reds. The reds are my favorite probably. So I end up uh, putting them together. And then I start thinking of another thing. What if I have a display stand that's kind of built in that you could build when you open up the uh, mystery cabinet and it has all the pieces together where you can have like this display stand that actually shows every card in the set uh, almost as if what they would do at, uh, at cigar stores back in the 19th century or even like you know 7-eleven with those discs you know collect them all and they have like this you know visual checklist or whatever like what if I did something like that so I had everything done and I designed a really cool looking display piece and it wouldn't fit go well ah oh, that's awful what how how does this not fit I came so far with this so uh, I cut it up and I go okay I'm going to cut up this display piece and when line it magnetically so that way it can use uh, some of these frames uh, from the mystery cabinet once you open it up. Now I'm actually going to repurpose those to display uh, this display piece that's inside. And it still didn't fit. And I go, ah, man, what do I do? And then it dawned on me. I don't have to just cut these up. Let's do something really cool. Let's make this a puzzle. <laughs> and so I've never done a puzzle before, you guys. So I had to you know, figure it out and work, uh, you know, work through it quite a bit. And figure out how am I going to keep it like together and and all this and I go okay I've got a great idea I'm going to make a magnetic puzzle that's got all kinds of pieces you put it together and you can mount it on these uh, these frames that go they're used in the mystery cabinet and then I start thinking even further if I do that what if I make the mini set in the parallels magnetic as well so you can actually place these mini cards on the display and so uh, I ended up figuring it out and I got it to work you know, oh my gosh this is really cool this is actually fun I don't know if you've heard this term from uh, might be derogatory sounding uh, that you've heard from your significant other are you playing with your baseball cards again like oh he's just up there playing with his baseball cards like I've heard that from Holly quite a bit I've heard other people say that they're saying that too, and it's kind of funny because, yeah, it sounds very kiddish or whatever. I'm like sitting there, uh, mixing and ma matching these parallels that I came up with, putting them on this display piece that's like a big puzzle that I just put together, and dawned on me. I'm playing with baseball cards. Like, I'm playing with these. I'm having fun. And the very fact that there's actual puzzle pieces inside this, uh, this uh, mystery cabinet that nobody would have known was there. 
otherwise like just what a cool thing what a neat thing is reminiscent of uh the donruss uh, puzzle pieces that you get like a puzzle panel of three per pack and then you know if you open up enough packs you get the entire puzzle so you can put together but this is like way 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 more functional and uh, by the way there were like these other little pieces that i put on this puzzle uh I actually designed an entire steampunk hat of the Oakland A's as if like the A's were a team in the 1800s uh, in like the steampunk era or whatever, you know, like a fantasy kind of deal along with a, you know, big handlebar mustache, which, you know, I mean, what can you expect from me otherwise, right? So uh, I designed these, these design pieces to not just sit there on this display, but also to be uh, pulled off of it and placed on Jose's head and face like he can actually wear them. It's like those uh, uh, I don't know. They're kind of like the uh, Magnetic dolls or whatever that you could like dress up or whatever That's kind of how this works um, Which is really cool. So I started thinking about this and Atticus uh, gave me an idea of uh, The term to use he's like it's kind of like a uh, museum in a box <laughs> is what this kind of feels like you know, there's so much stuff that's popping out of this mystery cabinet that's uh, hidden otherwise. So, uh, so this museum in the box is like, you know, far from over because uh, the next piece that we're looking at, uh, which is really, really cool, uh, was the uh, was a hat uh, that's like the steampunk ace hat. But I actually designed it where the top comes up uh, or is up and there's a glove that's come out of the, out of the hat. So that way... You remember Kinseiko actually had a, uh, you know, a mishap in the early 90s where a ball was hit to him and it bounced off his head and onto the, you know, over the fence for a home run. You know, it's kind of a unfortunate deal. So this is kind of a fun take on that, you know, and Jose's been always so good natured about that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's part of his history, you know, so I wanted to include that as well. So, you know, these pieces, the steampunk pieces were in the mustache were fun. I, <laughs> I probably, I can't tell you how much I laughed when I was actually designing these pieces. And it was just a, just a, a gleeful laugh, like a hearty, hearty laugh when I was actually designing them and producing them and actually put them on Jose the first time I go, this is so fun. It's just, again, it was like another piece where it's like, I'm literally playing with baseball cards here. So I have this display piece where I end up going, you know, I'm going to actually make some bindings uh, that can be installed on the back of these frames where the puzzles are. There's two puzzles. Uh, so that way it's basically a big puzzle booklet. And I started thinking, you know, this is really cool because I now have uh, two things that are coming out of the inside of this mystery uh, cabinet that are actually bigger in terms of width and height uh, than the mystery cabinet itself. And not only that, there's like a boatload of eye appeal and uh, functionality and transformation and, and playability. Like you can put some white parallels on it, some black parallels, red parallels. You can mix them up. Uh, you can put hats on Jose. You can put a mustache on Jose. Like you get, like just there's so many things that you can do. And yet here I am still thinking, what else can I do to this thing? And so around this time, I was actually telling uh, my brother-in-law that, you know, this project I'm working on, I said, you know, listen, you're probably not going to understand this 
because it sounds weird, but this is kind of like, uh, this is a legacy piece. Like this is something that hopefully will be remembered. Uh, I want, uh, I want to build something that is not just like several cool little pieces or whatever. I wanted something to be monumental, something that people could go, wow, that was like the wildest thing I've ever seen. And I want people to remember it forever. You know, I, I, I don't want this to be like just another cool patch card or another neat looking display piece. I wanted this to be remembered like the start of something like, a, you know, so that's what probably drove me more than anything to uh, continue on with all this craziness. So the next thing that I had that I thought was like pretty wild of an idea was like, I love, uh, you know, I, I love patch cards, obviously. I love the interactivity of things. I love these secret passages and, and uh, secret compartments. But you know what else I love? I love rip cards. I'm just a big fan of rip cards. I only have one of them. It's a uh, 2014. It's uh, Canseco's first one. It's numbered out five. Uh, and it's got McGuire on the back. And uh, people have said, you know, hey, you should open that up. What if you have a one of one Mike Trout or whatever? Like, or, you know, or Griffey or Jeter or whatever. And honestly, like, none of those could come close to being as exciting to me about as uh, this Bash Brothers card could be. Uh, that's like my thing, right? But not only that, like I've, I actually held a magnet to it and I found out that there's one of the cards inside my Alan, my, uh, Alan Ginter uh, rip card is metal, which I thought was really, really cool. And uh, so there's just like, not just the fact that it's like low number, not the fact that it's the first rip card uh, that's ever been made for Kinseiko. It's not just... Uh, you know, any of that at all. It's, it's also the intrigue and the mystery that there's something in there that I'll never know what's in there, which, you know, by the way, I had a rip card. The other rip card I had uh, years ago, I sold to a friend of mine. Come to find out, he, he opened it up, which I thought was insane. He ends up getting a wood one-of-one one Albert Pujols. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I did not like hearing that. I was happy for him, but man, I did not like hearing that because that was when Pujols was the man. Like it was, the, it was when he was the guy out there on the field, right? But uh, anyway, so I love rip cards. The one thing I don't like is if you want to see what's in there, you got to rip it open. And I just don't like that. So I started thinking, you know, we, we've actually built something kind of neat here with this, uh, with this magnet system. Um, what if we do that with the rip card? So that way you don't have to ruin anything and you can hide a card in there and, uh, you know, you could just like slide the top off or peel the top off or whatever you want uh, to say. So I started designing this thing and I come up with a design that I really, really like. I label it cardboard alchemy. You know that that's a big label that I like to use, uh, mainly when it comes to buying and selling cards, but this is now a tangible card now, by the way, uh, that I've created. And, uh, you know, I, I created, I actually uh, put the Steampunk A's hat on him in the design itself, uh, which is fun. And not only that, I actually ended up getting these, uh, these little gear trinkets and I actually uh, affixed them to the top of the card. Uh, so it's not just like a flat card. It's like literally got depth to it. So 
and I loved it. I thought it came out so cool. I was really, really happy with it. So the next question I had is like, what do I want to put in this thing? And so I start thinking, okay, I can go cool. I can go really cool or I can go like super crazy, wild, grand, uh, uh, grand scheme of things here. So I ended up going wild and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to put an entire mini set in this rip card, not just one card. It's going to be an entire nine card set. So I did it and I started thinking, well, I don't want to put another base set. Do I, and I started thinking, you know, Alan the Ginner has like uh, the silver uh, one of ones, you know, so that'd be kind of cool, but nah, you know, I don't want to do that. I want to go grander than that. So I think, well, what if I do all super fractures? That's a cool idea. Nah, I don't think I want to do that. What about all wood? Love wood. Love the wood mains. Uh, I go, ah, you know, I could do that also. What about all refractors? And then eventually I start thinking, wait a second here. I've got a nine card set. I love all the different, you know, types of uh, cards that Alan Gentry does, like the silk and the metal and wood and all that. I start thinking, what if I end up coming up with nine different types of uh, cards? And so this ended up being probably the hardest and longest portion of this project for me. So I remember distinctly going to bed several nights, uh, falling asleep to thinking and counting the different types of parallels I could do. Saying, okay, I could do wood, I could do superfractor, I could do uh, metal, I could do silk, I could do, you know, this, that, and the other. I started thinking, well, I wonder if I could do a glow-in-the-dark card. And I figure out how to do that. And I go, oh my gosh, this is really cool. And I start thinking, what if I can do a, uh, a denim card? I end up figuring out how to create a card out of denim. And the denim, by the way, is from Holly's old jeans. I got her permission, so don't worry. <laughs> but, uh, oh man, I remember uh, uh, going downstairs and you know throwing bleach on, one, on some of her ripped up uh, jeans to get them a little lighter. And... Uh, and trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. And I go, oh my gosh, it came out. So, <laughs> so I have like the world's only, to my knowledge, uh, blue jean denim card. Uh, and it came out great. And I've also got the, the glow in the dark card that came out amazing. And uh, I've got a gold dust version of the A's card. I've got a canvas card. I've got a silk card. And uh, one of the other ones I like to call is a, dra a dragon scale card, which you know shifts nicely in the light and everything, which is really cool. Goes from like a green goldish to like a pink, which is really cool. Uh, I also got uh, one that would probably, this is probably gonna be uh, one of the more uh, uh, polarizing type cards. I started thinking about what if I did a snake skin card, like a real snake skin card. Uh, actual, actual snakeskin. I did it and, and it worked. It came out. I go, huh, well, okay. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll throw that in as a parallel also. And uh, so last but not least, the one uh, that probably gave me the hardest time, uh, at first at least, uh, is because I had to figure out how to do it. It's a, uh, and I've got a little story on this too, is a sport flicks type card. So what I thought would be really cool 
is if I could figure out how to do a sport flick style card. You know, and for those of you who don't know, it's back in the 80s. They would have these cards where if you flip, uh, flick your wrist, the baseball card's uh, image on the front changes. And so uh, I thought it was a cool concept. I wasn't really a massive fan of sport flicks, but I thought I could do it pretty cool, especially in a mini. Uh, I thought it'd be really neat. So uh, I ended up uh, uh, doing a, a mini of the Devil Rays. And one of you flip your wrist, it turns into like a reverse negative. Now I didn't know how to do this, you guys. Like I didn't know how to do this type of card. I found somebody that did this sort of thing and they did it for me. I go, okay, that's kind of neat. And then I end up going, okay, uh, what if, and I, I, this is kind of a funny thing because the, the card that they did for me uh, turned out pretty nicely. But I go, huh, what if I actually end up figuring out how to uh, make the reverse negative card look like a skeleton of Jose? So that way, in one position, you see the regular card. The other position, you see like what looks like an x-ray. And I researched it for hours. I couldn't figure out how to do it. And I go, okay, nah, never mind. And I come back to it a few more days. I'm like, well, let me try a few other things. <laughs> and I go, huh, I actually got kind of close to it this time. And I go, ah, nah, that's not going to work. So I, so I, you know, let it go again. And I come back to it. I go, man, uh, the mechanics are all there. If we could just figure out how to do the skeleton deal. So I end up uh, figuring out how to do this uh, 3D modeling uh, program and I end up lining up the skeleton I go oh my gosh I think I've got it so I go back to the guy that was helping me out with this I said hey can you do this uh, for me and uh, I think this would be a good part of the project he goes yeah sure and so I'm like okay but I need it rushed because I'm going to go I'm going to launch this, pro this project um, very soon okay sure 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 so I end up paying him to rush it and everything. I was like, I'll, I'll figure out how to do it myself later, you know, and uh, which I never, you know, I didn't know if I'd ever be able to or whatever. And a week goes by, I don't get anything. I check in with him. He's like, oh yeah, sorry, I'll send out today. He sends out, I was like, okay, because like, I'm going live on Friday and, or I'm launching this, uh, do a video for it on Friday. And he goes, okay, sure. And I check my informed delivery on USPS and nothing is there. I'm like, uh, I've tried a few different vendors for the style of card, for style of technology, and some of them didn't work out at all. You go, ah, man. I was like, okay, it's not there. So I reached out to him. I was like, did you send it? Like, I don't see anything. Like, what's the tracking number? He's like, I don't have tracking. Well, why don't you? Like, oh, you know, I just sent it regular mail. So, well, I, I paid you for to rush it here. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, sorry. I should have had that in my notes, but I didn't. It'll be there Friday. Okay. Well, Friday comes and goes, and it's not here. So I go, well, shoot. I, I've got to delay this project because of this one thing. And I start thinking, you know what? Forget it. There's a time for me to figure out this whole thing. That way I could have my stamp on this thing. I did every single thing in this project. So I'm going to figure it out. So I took several hours, and I actually figured out how to do this thing. And again, just like every other step, after I figured it out, I'm like uh, deliriously happy and laughing like a madman. Like, yes, I figured it out. This is awesome. I can't believe I figured it out. 
Uh, and so it was, uh, again, another teachable time for me where, where I say, you know, if, if you really want to figure something out and you put your mind to it, you can figure it out. Like I had never done anything like this before. And then I said to myself, I was thinking, you know what? I think I can do this even cooler. I think I can make a refractor version of this. And I did, and it came out, and it was awesome. It, like, blew the doors off of what this other guy could do. Oh, man. And <laughs> so deliriously happy. I'm like, hey, tell me to show my family. Check this out. Check this out. Holly thinks it's creepy because it's a skeleton. And, you know, Atticus is like, oh, that's cool and everything, you know. But it's, like, probably one of my favorite pieces in the whole project. And so I go, oh, okay, I'm so happy that I got this uh, taken care of. So I end up... Uh, closing up this uh, uh, this uh, uh, rip card that's not really a rip card you know you can take it take off the front and put it back on uh, it's really almost like a like a box that you can hold these minis in uh, because you don't have to really destroy the rip card itself to get the contents but again as with everything there is a problem with fit, fitting inside the mystery cabinet so I actually had to cut in uh, and design and cut in a, uh, a cavity inside from the inner workings of this for this to actually fit. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it, it took some doing. It really did, but I actually got to work. And I go, I start looking at the mystery cabin at this point. And I go, wow, I've got so much stuff going on in here. Uh, I think, I think I'm done. And then, so I start looking at this even more. And, uh, and I remember uh, going, you know what? There's one other thing I think would be really cool here. What if I could have like some sort of like a display station that allows somebody to uh, create their own card? And so uh, I ended up figuring out how to separate the colors from uh, a photograph, like one of my minis in this case, and uh, print them separately. And I ended up making an entire display that was collapsible uh, in, the, in the mystery cabinet. And I made everything glow in the dark in this project in, in different technologies, by the way. Some glow blue, some glow green. It's hard to say. Uh, and uh, and uh, put these, uh, put these uh, one color printer's proofs, basically is what they are, uh, on glow in the dark uh, green. And, uh, but ultimately what they are is they're actually printed on acetate and you could take these pieces out and stack them on top of each other and create a full color card. I did a Bryce Harper printing plate, uh, Photoshop demonstration on YouTube about this years ago. And I loved it. I had a, had a blast and it was like amazing for me to see, uh, before my very eyes that I could create a full color card with four colors and that's it. But doing that in hand in the mystery cabinet was just like a whole other level like it was so cool to see like you know and and again i found myself playing like you know you could put all four colors you could take the black out and there you have the blacklist parallel and you know you see what it looks like if you take out magenta and, and also i mean it was just so neat it was so really cool so i did that and i started thinking um you know about going back to the pull tab well, if I'm doing the pull tab, um, I started really, really thinking about this going like, how can I, it's really neat to be able to pull something out and have like three 
Allen Ginter mini uh, base cards pop out. That's really cool. How can I make this really, really, really cool? So I started thinking about, you know what? I could do three other parallels. I'm going to do a super fractor, a wood, and a metal. I ended up doing those, and I made those the pole, the pole tab that were uh, that could be pulled out in the upper right-hand corner of the front of the mystery cabinet. So at this point, I'm satisfied. I'm happy. Uh, I I'm tweaking this thing as I'm going along. The pole tab. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool if you make the cold pole tab a gear. So I make it a gear and everything, and I go. I think I'm done with this thing. And then I remember I was uh, sitting at church, which, you know, hey, listen, I'm supposed to be uh, worshiping God and, you know, listening to the sermon and everything, but <laughs> this project crept into my head when I'm sitting there uh, and started thinking, you know, it'd be cool. Like, you've got a riff card, you've got a mini set, you've got these wild parallels that's never been done before. You've got some landmark parallels that have been done that everybody loves to death crazy patches booklet like got all this other stuff what if i put in a barrel card and a knob card you know, ah. and i kind of hated myself a little bit for thinking about this because once i start thinking about it i can't get it out of my head and so i <laughs> tell holly i go uh she's like what are you doing i was like i'm working on my project she said, i thought you were done with this i said i thought i did too i thought i was too but I came up with other ideas and so she goes, oh, okay. And so, <laughs> so I'm going back at it again and I have all these ideas. I have a hard time sleeping. And, uh, you know, again, this project is like, uh, had me up at night, like till two in the morning, several nights. That's how fun and in tune I was with this and how committed I was to seeing this through. And I, I just love the idea of starting a project and seeing it through completion, no matter what that means. So I end up creating uh, this barrel card and this knob card. And also, by the way, a, uh, a mini frame where uh, any of the mini cards in this project could be, uh, uh, could be displayed in which I thought was really cool. So you could have like a, a framed mini red uh, Blue Jays card or a framed mini uh, white White Sox card or a framed mini Black Rangers card or any of the parallels like the Super Fractor or the Snake Skin or the Denim or the X-Ray Fractor. Um, you know, all these types of cards. Uh, it's, again, it's about interactivity, playability, uh, transformability, and uh and so you know I, I figure out the frame i was able to do a magnetic system on that where you can open and close it and you know do it wherever you want seal it up and uh it looks great but uh the transformability was nothing until this next idea so what i did was i took the actual barrel and knob took pictures of them created baseball card size coas uh, and i hid them in the mystery cabinet i took the barrel and the knob i hid those pieces in the very front where the actual front of the card actually has a sliding door so there's this thing by the way is riddled with uh, secret compartments and trap doors and false bottoms and that sort of thing right so uh, that's where those two pieces are now underneath uh, the, uh, the secret compartment, 
the false bottom of the back where the mini set was was a second false bottom secret compartment so you pull that up and there are fronts of the mini frame as well as the uh, the front of the knob card and the front of the barrel card and the front of the barrel card has a sticker signature I had Jose sign a sticker for me when I was at his house so that way I can use it in a project like this which is really cool um, and so uh, these are magnetic as well. Now the question is, uh, how do you put this thing together? Well, that's where you take the rip card, you pull off the front and the back, and you put them together, and, the, and it's a card again by itself. You're left with two frames that, are, that have the thickness of the barrel and the knob. So you're literally transforming the rip card into a barrel card and a knob card and so you do that in these pictures and video and everything is you know youtube.com forward slash tamman baseball fan or my website tamman baseball fan.com forward slash blog you'll see all the pictures and write-ups there uh, but there's a, one other step as well you can also take the binding behind the two puzzles that make that puzzle booklet and you can turn uh, a framed mini and a knob card into a booklet. So that means that you can have a booklet that has a super fractor and a, and a bat knob, or a bat knob and a denim card, or a bat knob and a white mini, or a bat knob and a you know magenta printer's proof. The options are limitless. Now the, the final piece to this puzzle, well, almost at least, is uh, the horizontal booklet. Now obviously, the knob is vertical and the and the barrel is horizontal. So how do you take these two and marry them into a booklet? Well, uh, I built it in such a way that the knob can become, can actually transform from a vertical card to a horizontal card. And you can mount it on the booklet uh, binding that was holding the puzzles together. The puzzles, by the way, are uh, not degraded or deprecated whatsoever by removing the binding. They're just two separate pieces at this point. So now you have the ability to create a booklet that has both a knob and a barrel. Like if the card companies came out with something like this, I would just flip my lid, that would be insane. Like that would just be an insane card. But uh, it came out great and it's kind of fun because uh, you can transform it from a, a barrel knob card to a knob uh, denim card to a you know super fractor denim card to a x-ray fractor knob card like there's so many different options that you have at this point and they're all being transformed using pieces within the mystery cabinet so uh, I took this you know, huge project that's got all kinds of different working parts. It's like used all kinds of brain power to do this, right? And uh, I decided that Friday night, Atticus was going to a dance and everything. So Friday night, I was going to have uh, the downstairs to myself. I'm going to film this thing and take pictures. And I cannot believe this, but I was up till five in the morning. I am by no means a 
uh, video guy. Like, <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing, you know? Like, I, I just don't know how to how to film stuff well, but, you know, I think it came out pretty good. I uh, got the point across of what can, what this thing can be done, what can be done with this thing. But what I did was I added an Easter egg at the end. And I'll tell you what I did. I, uh, at the very end, I said, okay, it's getting late, you guys. I'm gonna shut off the lights here. And when I shut off the lights, uh, you see the several pieces I did as glow in the dark is glowing, but there's an additional piece that was glowing. The actual glasses on the steampunk hat that Kinseiko was wearing was glowing. And so uh, what I did was I took that piece, you turn it around, and there's a QR code. The QR code was glowing. So I took Holly's phone on camera and I uh, recorded what I did. I uh, pointed her phone uh, to the QR code and brings you up to mysteryredemption.com, which by the way, mysteryredemption.com right now goes to this article that I wrote. So uh, I should have told you that also. <laughs> but for the purposes of the video, I showed it go to a screen that says, congratulations, you found uh, the mystery redemption page. You're only halfway there, enter the six digit code. So you put in this fake, or this code, uh, I put it in the wrong one, and it says, error, you have not, uh, you know, put in the right code. You, you, you need to find this in it somewhere that's hidden somewhere in the mystery cabinet. You didn't look behind the secret compartment, did you? So on camera, we take a look at the secret compartment door and on the back, there's this big block of jumbled colored pixels. Well, as you press it, it slides over and inside is a mini and it's a different design and it says secret decoder. Now, it looks like a mini that would normally have a relic inside of it. Instead of a relic, it has a red lens. When you move that red lens, that secret decoder card, it's an actual card, over the colorized, the colored pixels, it shows a code, kind of like those transformers back in the 80s, you know, the boxes, you have your little red decoder thing, you put it over, uh, you know, the, you know, the back or whatever, and it shows you a, a secret message or whatever. And that's what this does. So you enter the code in, it says, congratulations, you are uh, the proud owner of what's called uh, the Mystery Cabinet Expansion Pack. And so what that meant basically is, is basically a not so subtle way of me saying, hey guys, there's a part two to this whole thing coming. Like, I don't know if it's gonna be two weeks or four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks. Um, but there's going to be add-ons to this thing and uh, there's going to be fun things that you've never seen before as well it won't be as like elaborate as this uh, you know for sure you know because like this is uh, this is you know a big deal right uh, the expansion packs just going to be a fun little add-on and so uh, you know keep your eyes peeled on you know my podcast and YouTube again youtube.com forward slash Tamman baseball fan uh, and I will uh, definitely be posting a video, another article on that whenever it comes up as well. So, anyways, that's it, guys. That was my uh, that was my project, the project I've been working on for uh, two and a half months. Super excited, super happy, super thankful that uh, I'm finished and that uh, it's now uh, done. And I'm so happy with all the feedback that I'm getting. So. 
take a look at it. Let me know what you think. Let me know what your favorite parts are. Um, I would love to hear uh, what you have to say, uh, what minis uh, you liked or uh, what functionality you liked. Watch the whole thing, please, guys. Like it's a, you know, it's, it's a long one, but you know, I, I would love it if you if you watched it from start to finish. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I have for you. I know this is a long, long, long uh, podcast compared to what I normally do, but uh, you know, I hope you've uh, uh, you've stayed with me through uh, through this whole thing. So, thank you as always for listening. I hope you have a great rest of the day.